Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, I just bless you today. I, I am so privileged to know you, to be called by you, Lord, to live my life for you. We love you, we honor you, we bless you. We serve you with all of our hearts today. We open our hearts to your word. Strengthen us and feed us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, hallelujah. Before I share what I felt like I message this week, a week ago, Sunday, and last Wednesday, I was talking about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. And I just felt that rising up inside me again today. I just want to encourage people. If, to be, if you're not filled with the Spirit, you need to be. It, God wants every one of us to be filled with the Spirit and give us that gift of speaking in tongues. I tell you, you know, the Bible says that we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And one of the things that really strengthens us is praying in tongues. The Bible says in Jude 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says that when we pray in tongues, we edify ourselves. We build ourselves up spiritually. And I want to be strong in the Lord. I really do. I want, I want the strength of God in my life so that I can say no when the enemy comes and tries to get me to say something I shouldn't say or do something I shouldn't do or whatever. But I want to be strong in the Lord. But that comes partly by praying in tongues. So I just want to encourage everybody today. You know, it's, it's so essential. And the reason why I was stirred is my, uh, my son Michael from, from California he calls usually every Monday or Tuesday. He says, how is church, Dad? And I talked to him about church. And last week I asked him, I said, well, how is your church? He said, it was real good. Pastor Jensen was here. He goes to Pastor Jensen Franklin's church in California. And sometimes Pastor Jensen flies out and preaches on Sunday morning. And he was there last week. And he said he was preaching on a message that, about short prayers. Not that you can't pray long prayers, but he's saying sometimes short prayers really work well. But in the midst of that, he said he, he happened to mention that in preparing for the Sunday message, he went for a walk on the beach for about an hour and was just praying in tongues. And when he said that, he said, he, I, like a ripple kind of went through the church, like an uneasiness. And he says, and, and Pastor Jensen picked up on it right away. And he stopped and he said, yes, I do pray in tongues. And, he, and for about a minute, he, he, he got on it real hard just talking about real strong, and, and he, because people, it's, people resist it. Uh, you know, it's, God wants us to have it. It's a gift from God. It's for everybody, but people resist it. And I was thinking, so he kind of hit it real. He said, no, I do pray in Texas. He hit it real hard. And I was thinking of a, of a, a, a it's not a story, it's a, true, it's a true story that I heard several years ago. In the, in the late 70s and in the, into the 80s, there were these uh, teams of uh, 
weightlifters. They're Christian, they're Christians, but they're weightlifters. They're real strong guys. And what they, they had a, a ministry called the Power Team. And they'd go around to different high schools, believe it or not, high schools that used to really let Christians come in and preach. And they'd come in and they'd rip phone books in half and they'd break baseball bats over their, over their knees. They'd do all these strength act, all, all these acts of strength. And then they'd, they'd share the gospel with the kids. And uh, the leader of that uh, happened to be in, in the same city as Robert Slearden one, one time. And he saw Robert's, Robert Slearden was a, a very strong man of God at one point. And, uh, and he saw Robert's in the hotel and he, didn't, he knew who he was. They weren't really acquainted, but he knew who he was. So he walked up to me and he said, can I ask you something? He said, sure. He said, uh, when we go to these high schools, he says, these young girls are always hitting on me. And he says, and, and I, f- I feel myself tempted, and I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid I might fall. He said, and so Robert said, come with me. He took him up to his hotel room. And they went to the hotel room, and Robert said, now, pray in, do you, are you filled with the Spirit? He said, yes. Do you pray in tongues? He said, yes. He said, go ahead and pray in tongues. And, and he said, right now, right away, right here. And see, he said, Robert said, I knew right away. There was almost an ashamedness. It's like he was, he was hesitant to pray in tongues. And I said, no, go ahead, pray, pray, pray. And so he started praying, but he prayed this way. He says, baby tongues. He said, this guy was probably like 6'4", weighed probably 325 pounds. He was all muscle, but on his spirit, he was like an anorexic. He's very weak spiritually. He said, you need to learn to, you need to lay pray in strong tongues and every day. You don't have to build yourself up. See, David, David was, the opposite was with David. David was not, not big physically, but he was strong spiritually. And he could do mighty things for God. So the key is get strong in the Lord. And part of being strong in the Lord is praying in tongues. So I just want to encourage you. If you're filled with the Spirit, pray in tongues every day on purpose. I do. I pray in tongues. I make sure I pray in tongues probably oh, 20, 30 minutes every day. Just do it on purpose to build myself up and to keep myself in tune so I can hear the voice of God, be directed by his Spirit. So I just want to throw that out there for you. And uh, I'm not going to come and check on you to make sure you're doing it. But I just advise you. I just want to encourage you. Pray in tongues. It's a wonderful gift from God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to share with you for a few more minutes on the name of Jesus. I was praying on Thursday, and I felt this rise up within me, the name of Jesus. So I went online, and I started looking to see what other, other preachers might say about it. And I found a series on YouTube by Kenneth Hagin on the name of Jesus. And he's got 11, it's an 11, 11 videos, about an hour to an hour and 10 minutes I didn't listen to all of them, but I started listening to them, several of them. They're really blessing me. And Kenneth Hagin, he's kind of surprised me. When I was listening to him, he said, this is years ago when he was talking about the first time he preached on the name of Jesus. He said, the Lord spoke to me 
about preaching on the name of Jesus. So I said, so I, I decided to kind of look around to see what some other ministers might have said about it so I could maybe glean from them. Uh, I think all ministers do that. I listen, I listen to Jensen Franklin. I listen to Derek Prince. I listen to Tim, Tim Keller. And I listen to a bunch of preachers because I want to see what they're saying. You know, you, you, know, you glean from me and you, and you get fed. It's like you get preached to and you get fed. So he said, I looked around. Of course, this is before the internet, before you could go online and get all the stuff. But he said, I, could, I couldn't really find anything except one book by uh, E.W. Kenyon on the wonderful name of Jesus. And it surprised me. I said, wow, Kenneth Hagin does that? So I feel okay, I can do it. So, so uh, I've been listening to Kenneth Hagin and others talk about the name of Jesus, the wonderful name of Jesus. So I want to just talk about that. It's a powerful, powerful weapon that God has for us. You know, the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, we're supposed to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for we wrestle not against, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. We're in a warfare, and God has weapons for us. And one of those weapons is the name of Jesus. It's a powerful, powerful name. But we have to get it in us. You can't just, you can't just wait and not do anything. And I, I don't, when I say this, I'm not upset at anybody. I'm not pointing a finger. But it's so important to feed ourselves, to put this in over and over and over again so that when we need it, it's there. You can't just wait until something happens and then say the name of Jesus and expect it's going to be like some magic, you know, abracadabra, and it's going to work for you. You have to have faith in that. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want to read a few scriptures first and then make some more comments. In Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews chapter, chapter 1, thank you, it says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us through his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. He has made purification of sins. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Jesus' name is a name that's more excellent than, than the angels. And then it says in Ephesians and Philippians, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. For this reason, God also highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus is the name above every name. And everything in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. I understand that to be heaven, earth, and hell. And I was just, you know, I thought, where does it, where does it say hell is? That scripture says hell is under the earth. Oh, excuse me, I guess.
I'm asking my wife. There was this, there was this old black preacher that used to be on TV, and I forget his name. He's a wonderful, wonderful preacher. And one time he's talking about hell, and he's saying there's some fire down there somewhere. Hell's, you know, hell's in the earth. And he says there's some fire down there somewhere. I never forget it. And he says, and just when people say that isn't true, he says a volcano erupts somewhere and blows all this, all this molten lather all over the place, and just to show us there's some fire down there somewhere. And hell is, hell is, I don't know, the Bible seems to say that hell is in the earth. Remember when Kenneth Hagin said when he, stepped, when he stepped out of his body, initially he went down, the Bible says. He went, hell seems to be down in the earth somewhere. But anyway, but Jesus is the name above every name. It's the name to which every knee shall bow, the Bible says, of things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17, it says that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the power of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in the one to come. Jesus has been raised, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, he's seated. His name is the name of every name. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The name of Jesus is the name of every name. And it's, it's everything we need is in that name. Salvation, healing, deliverance, provision. Everything is in the name of Jesus. And God wants us to believe in the name. And God wants us to have that name so settled on the inside of us that when something happens, we speak the name of Jesus and Jesus comes on the scene and changes it. Hallelujah. With regards to salvation, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible says the angel told Joseph, that he will save his people from their sins. And when Jesus came to be baptized, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in John 14, 6, the Bible says, Jesus himself said, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4, In verse 10, well, in verse 8, the apostles were threatened by the Jewish leaders. And in verse 8, it says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By this man, by this name, this man stands before you in good health. 
talking about the, the man that was healed at the gate beautiful. And he is, he is the stone, Jesus. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which became the chief cornerstone. And then he says this, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven which has been given among men by which we must be saved. No other name under heaven which is given among men by which we must be saved at the name of Jesus. There's salvation in Jesus' name. The scripture we read in Ephesians chapter 1 says, he's been seated above all rule and authority and power and dominion. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, when Jesus was in the synagogue and it said they handed him the scroll and he opened it and read, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And then he said, he has anointed me to proclaim release to the captives, freedom to those who have been captivated by the enemy. In the gospels, we see Jesus over and over again, delivering people from demonic spirits. When the disciples were sent out, God gave them power and authority to cast out demons and heal the sick. In Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus was, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And that includes authority over Satan's and demons. You know, there's no, there's really no disagreement in the body of Christ pretty much that Jesus is the Savior. But what there's, there is a disagreement in the body of Christ among many people, whether, whether Jesus is still the healer today, whether he's still the deliverer today, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. His name is the name of every name. And he's still the deliverer today. He said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, and these signs shall accompany those who have believed. In my name, they'll cast out demons. The church is supposed to be a place where you can come and be set free from demonic torment. There's deliverance in that name. Fear is a name. Jesus is the name above that name. Jesus is the name of anxiety. Anxiety is a name. Depression is a name. Self-pity is a name. Addictions are a name. Suicide is a name. It's all a name, but the name of Jesus is the name of every name. And you can be delivered and set free in Jesus' name from oppression and demonic torment. The Bible says in 1 John 3.8, For the Son of God has appeared to for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus has come to, he has defeated him, and in his name there's victory over, over satanic oppression and depression. And also in healing, in Acts, in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, when Peter was preaching at Cornelius' house, he said, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how the Holy Ghost, how, the Holy, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hundreds of years before, it was prophesied by, the, by Isaiah the prophet that the Messiah would be a healer. He said in Isaiah 53 and verse 4 and 5, Surely our sicknesses he himself bore, and our pains he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah would be a healing, would, would be a healing Messiah. And in, in, Acts, in Matthew chapter 8, there's a, an instance where Peter, where Jesus came into Peter's house 
and he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. She got up and waited on him. When evening came, the Bible says, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. He was the fulfillment of that. But he's still the same. He's the same healer today as he ever was. There's healing in Jesus' name. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says he bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds we are healed. God is, he's our healer. He bore our sicknesses and our diseases because God doesn't want us to have them. In Mark 16, again he said, and believers in my name will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Every sickness, every physical condition has a name. Every one of those names has to bow to the name of Jesus. Cancel your name. I command you to bow. So we, we got to get this in us so strong. So when we speak, when we speak, there's a strength that comes with it. Cancer, I bind you in Jesus' name. Cancer, I, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I curse you to the roots. Arthritis, diabetes, whatever, whatever disease in my body, I speak to it. I speak to it and say, in the name of Jesus, you can't stay in me. You're violating your own. I'm healed in Jesus' name by your stripes. I call on the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are my healer. But here's the key. I think the key is found in Acts chapter 3. When the account of the man at the gate beautiful that was healed. And they they called Peter to account. And Peter said this about that. He said, it's the name of Jesus and faith in that name which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. The faith that comes through him has given this perfect health in the presence of you all. So it's not just the name of Jesus, he said. It's the name of Jesus and faith in that name that has made this man well. You have to believe that the name of Jesus is powerful. You have to believe that the name of Jesus is the, is the answer. You have to believe that the name of Jesus... The way you believe it is you just, you, pray, you put it in. You put it in. You confess it. I confess it every day several times. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer. In the name of Jesus, I'm free. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name above Parkinson's. It's a name above tremors. In Jesus' name, go for me. I give you no place in my body in Jesus' name. He is the same. He's the healer, and he, he, he will, he is, and he always will be the healer. You can't just say it a few times and then say it didn't work. Declare it. Don't take no for an answer. You have to get that revelation by studying, by putting it in so it becomes more than just a mental thing. It drops down into your heart. One of the things I heard Kenneth Hagin say on one of those videos that I watched, he's talking about the name of Jesus becoming real in your heart, becoming something not just in your head but in your heart. He said, I prayed for my brother for 15 years to be saved. But he said, when I started meditating on the name of Jesus, one day, I just felt it. I knew something happened. It went from my head to my heart. I got the revelation that 
the name of Jesus, the name of every name. And I bind the devil, I bind the deception that my brother was under, and within 10 days he was saved. So it has to become a revelation to us. But it can if you just keep putting it in, keep feeding it, keep, keep declaring it, keep saying it, keep putting it in, and faith will come. It'll go from here to here. And when it does, you're a winner in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See, the devil wants us to, wants us to just kind of lull us to sleep. Just like nine, nine, when we got hit on 9-11, we, we, we got caught, you might say, with our, in, a, in a state of weakness. We weren't ready for that. After, after those planes crashed into the towers and, and the Pentagon, they launched fighters from Otis in Cape Cod and Langley in Virginia. And they came up and they flew over New York and they flew over the capital. But it was too late. It was, it was, the damage was done. All those fighters flying over New York, all they could do was watch the towers fall. And the fighters flying over Washington, D.C., all they could do was watch the Pentagon burn. Was, you have to be ready so that when something happens, you can speak with strength and defeat the enemy in Jesus' name. Jesus is the name above every name. It's the name of which every knee shall bow. He's the, he is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the King of Kings, the Bible says, and the Lord of Lords. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the Son of God and the Son of Man. He's the bread of life and the chief cornerstone. He's the good shepherd and our great high priest. He's Emmanuel, God, Jehovah God, come in the flesh. He's the Lamb of God. He's the light of the world. He's the mediator between God and man. He's the Messiah, our Redeemer. He's the risen Lord, the firstborn from the dead. He's the rock. He's our Savior. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Word of God. He's the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's the soon-coming King. Believe the name. Speak the name. Declare the name. And, it'll, and he will, he'll do what he said he would do in his Word for every one of us because he loves you. And you're just as much as loved him by anybody. So thank you. Father, I just bless you today. I thank you for the name of Jesus. The name is above every name. The name to which every knee shall bow. I pray, Lord, that we'll believe it, that we'll speak it, we'll declare it over and over again until, the, until what God says will happen will happen in our lives. I thank you that you haven't left us comfortless. You've given us the comforter. You've given us the name of Jesus, the name which, is, which brings victory to our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Oh, I just wanted to say one thing when I was talking to my wife about the name of Jesus. She said, yeah, he helped. I called on that name for when we were out of ministry years ago. We started going to church in Lowville with Pastor Abe Clements, wonderful man of God. And my wife, I was working some Sundays and I couldn't go. My wife was driving to Lowville on a Sunday, snowy Sunday morning in the winter. And if you've ever been up Route 26, you remember there's that real long curvy hill that goes down into Constableville. She got about halfway down there, and I'm sure she was driving the speed limit. <laughs> but it must have been the road was slippery. So the car broke traction and started to, started to spin down that, down, that, down that hill. And she said, I cried out in the name of Jesus. Was there a car coming on the other? Yeah, there was a car coming on the other way. She cried out in the name of Jesus, 
and the car just kind of straightened itself out in the, in the correct lane and kept going. She said, I know Jesus saved, saved all of us that day. But see, it has to be in you. So when something like that, when an accident happens, instead of saying, oh, poop, <laughs> what comes out of you is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But that has to be in there for it to come out. So I just want to encourage you. Use it. Stand on it. Speak it. Declare it. And it, you'll see what Jesus does in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.